Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the popular and exciting welterweight warrior, introducing Adrian, El Tigre Granado. This is episode 11, and we got a super special guest for sure, uh, Adrian Granados, professional boxer. What up, what up? Um, joined by special guest, uh, Armando Vendel. As well. What up, dude? What's up, y'all? What up, man? What's going on? What's good? So, uh, how's everybody doing, man? We'll do a quick run around, you know, how everyone's doing, dealing with the day, you know, the events, all that stuff. I'm good, man. I'm just chilling, hanging out. Uh, life is getting back back to normal a little bit with, with work and the gym and everything opening back up, but I'm good. I'm just hanging out. How about you, Adrian? Uh, yeah, every, everything's cool over here. Just, you know, keeping tabs on my family back at home. Um, I'm out here in Mexico. I, I live in uh, Culiacan, Sinaloa now. So uh, we're dealing, you know, more with the just quarantine stuff. Uh, things are starting to open back up too, as well, and uh, that's much what I'm dealing with. So, how do you you happy? You feel like sports starting up again? Yeah, I think so. I mean, well, you know, some teammates uh, from back at home in Chicago actually have some fight dates lined up ready for June. Oh, um, nice. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's. Uh, they're top ranked shows, and I think they're actually going to be no crowd. So, I mean, it's something new, but I mean, at least uh, it's you know, boxing's going to get going again. Uh, me myself, I'm actually you know, I'm working out again. I'm, uh, I'm going to be getting uh, ready for a workout as soon as we're done here. Uh, just to you know, I'm, I'm just staying on, on, on course because I know once things open back up, they'll probably have something lined up for me. And uh, I'm, I'm glad, you know, I think it was. Um, I appreciate the, the the break, you know, for the body and the mind and the soul. Uh, but I'm ready to get back to work for now, and I can't wait to get back in the ring. Yeah, no doubt. Man, right there. Who's uh, who's uh, who's got fights lined up right now? Uh, top rank. Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard nothing from PBC yet. Uh, so yeah. I mean, we'll see once they get started. But uh, but I mean, at least you know stuff's starting to open back up. I know UFC starting up again too. So. So things should be coming back to normal sooner than later. You think that's going to yeah. be like affecting like the state of boxing? You think that's going to change stuff for a while? It's going to be like that? Uh, it could be. It could be. I mean, it could be like just different. You know, I think I think out here in Mexico, actually, they've already had a couple of shows already. And uh, it's been shows where the thing is obviously spread out. Like everybody's spread out uh, from social distancing. They're not sitting next to each other. Also, like, you know, everyone's got, you know, the, the face masks on and it's it's different, you know, it's just different. But I mean, um, I think life just changed altogether, you know, I mean, uh, we were the other day, me and my girl, we were just watching TV and it was like, you know, people people together in, uh, you know, in a hospital and uh, and just chilling, you know, and like they were all hugging and all, and it looked weird seeing everybody so close to each other without wearing uh, face masks. So it's just uh -huh. like I said, life's just changed now, you know, like. Yeah, it's crazy, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's weird to see, like, them old videos, even from, like, three months ago, where you're like, yo, that looks weird. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, y'all going to get in yeah. trouble? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's weird. Definitely changed, man. I don't know how I feel, like, to be honest, like, just personally about, uh, like, I don't know if y'all play video games. Like, remember back in the day when you're playing video games and, like, you turn off the crowd noise and, like, no one's there? <laughs> and, uh. like, 
like in wrestling, <laughs> old, old school wrestling games, you know what I'm saying? And then there's like no yeah. more there. And then yeah. like, I'm just picturing like, I wonder how it's gonna be, you know, when once, uh, you know, events do start back up, if they like pump in crowd noise, is it gonna make you really feel like you, you know, like at an event or is it gonna just be kind of weird? You know, I just wonder what that's gonna be like. Adrian, what do you think of like crowdless fights? Like it's gonna take more on the fighters behalf to like muster up something because i know sometimes you know the crowd they'll pump them you know they'll pump adrenaline into you and it's a different ball game what do you think without the crowd cheering someone on specifically with with the sport of boxing because boxing is boxing is boxing you know what i'm saying yeah no it's uh it's it it would be different but i mean as far as a real fighter you definitely gotta just zone in i mean if anything that reminds me of uh of, of, of the Olympic uh, fights, you know, of, of oh, amateur true. fights. Yeah, because I actually, uh, I was on the Mexican Olympic team and uh, when it was the final four to, you know, I made it to the final four out of, you know, the country. And uh, we were at the Olympic training facility and for the semifinals and finals, it literally was just uh, judges and the fighters, you know, judges judges officiating and the, fi and the fighters. That was it, there was no crowd, no nothing. The coaches were there and stuff. But yeah, it's just, um, it turns kind of into a dojo, you know, imagine, you know, yeah. like when, yeah, Bruce Lee gets invited to face off with somebody, it's like nobody's there, it's just straight up, you know. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. even think about that, that's, my bad, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, yeah, no, it's cool. Um, yeah, I definitely think, yeah, that will expand the purity of the sport, right? Just exactly. the, pure, the, the purity of fighting, because there ain't no one there, no one else is going to be around, mm -hmm. so you really, like you said, you're going to have to be focused to get in the zone. Oh, when you guys start back up like that. Um, yeah, exactly. Any other thoughts, Mondo? Are you good? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm curious. To, I'm. I'm just. I'm curious to see what it's gonna be like. I. I'd imagine it'd be probably just like sparring anyway, because when you're sparring, it's just you and the you know coaches or a couple of fighters or something. So I imagine it'd probably be something like that. But honestly, yeah, a lot of my most like legendary scraps and and sparring sessions have been like that. Like I think uh, I one time I sparred Devin Alexander in, in St. Louis. I was like maybe. 19 20 years old and he was a world champion at the time probably 24 25 yeah and i we drove uh it was to st louis you know two hour drive an hour and a half and uh yeah or three i don't know whatever we take the drive out to st louis me and my dad and, and i think it was george yeah me and my dad and george and we drove yeah. out there and we got there and yeah he's got the he's got a badass you know challenger brand new and uh it's in a shed like literally like they look like a barn shed and you go in and it's a gym and he's there, you know, warming up and you know his coach is there and, and yeah, bro, we went at it, you know, it was a scrap and like I said, oh, that's it's cool. just, yeah, it's like stuff like that that's you know dope where it's like man, y'all you really, you know, like 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 my man said, Caesar said, it's it's the purity of the sport, you know, where it's like I walk away from that and I still remember that like it was a scrap. Like we we went at it, we were going back and forth, but it was pure respect, you know, we we beat each other up and it was like, Hey man, good work thanks for coming out, you know, because I mean I was younger. So he threw me, you know, some money. You know, he was getting paid as world champion already. So gave us some money for the gas. And uh, yeah, man, it was just, you know, it was what it was. Uh, but yeah. yeah, definitely, like I said, I, I, I feel like the purity of the sport and not only that, a lot more like focus in, you know, because it'd be just straight boxing, you know? Yeah, that's dope. I do yeah. remember the best wars I saw would be watching the All-Star. You know, the fights yeah. would be right because there's more at stake, but like, because especially my time around you, all the time we spent together, like I remember being like, "Yo, these spar wars are sometimes better than actual fights." Like I remember, like you yeah. with like, magic, you with uh with anybody really, but like with Ed, oh, those were always 
So yeah, that's very true. So oh, that, that's that's pretty cool. It will bring like a uh, like a deep purity to it. Yeah, no, I, I think I I totally like agree with you guys. I know I'm I'm just like a fan, so um, I know from what I read or what I hear, or what I see. I always uh, there's always articles that pop out like before fights, after fights, or just when it seems like people are looking for news around boxing about sparring matches. You know, like legendary sparring matches or you know supposedly this dude knocked out this dude in a sparring match you know and some people might be rebuttaling is that like a unwritten rule in boxing you ain't supposed to talk about sparring no yeah i mean that's fine you know it's uh it's it, it depends you know i mean obviously you know some people feel a certain type of way you know like hey man that should be uh stick between y'all but i mean yeah. for the most part you know, I mean, bravado and stuff like that, you know, it gets to you where it's like, you know, shoot, like you talk, you know, back to the folks and it's like, yo, man, you know, I was busting dudes ass, you know, <laughs> I, was, I was I was, getting at him, you know, so I mean, yeah, and then like little by little, it's just word spread around, like, no, I heard my guy was giving it, so it's just, it just happens, you know, I mean, shoot, I remember back in the amateurs, I had like a lot of scraps, I remember I got, there was a scrap that ended up like we were taking gloves off and trying to fight for real, and like that got around because yeah it was a guy who was like a national champion and i was like just a young boy but i was giving it to him and i guess he had a gangbanger uh background and like so he turned it to the gang side and i mean i'm from chicago so i'm not gonna back down from that either i'm um, not yeah. even being a game but then i just you know it's the it's the neutron in me where it's like i'm not going and, uh, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, a, yeah. that's a chicago term for real yeah, yeah <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah. that's dope yeah but um, but no, man. I mean, yeah. Like I said, the respect side of it. I mean, there's, there's, like I said, there's been wars where I've, you know, been in that. Like I said, it's just like, man, I remember that. Or like, I'll speak it up, like, like that with me, Devin Alexander. It was just like, it was so dope. And like I said, he was a world champion at the time, fighting HBO primetime. And you know, I was coming up. You know, I had like maybe seven fights, six fights, and invited me out, and uh, just it was a pure professionalism that you know like it, it kind of like like I said it's like experiences like that that make you graduate to another level where it's like you realize that it's your job and then not only that like being me the young guy going up against world champion and holding my own it's like you know it gives you some affirmation like okay I could do this you know and it kind of motivates you to uh, stay on course yeah that's a great word affirmation for sure yeah. um you guys I mean uh, for sure how, how what's it like being in the, like those network events like when you're in HBO or like Showtime or something like that? Um, it's awesome, man. I mean, uh, what was it? Uh, shoot, I was looking through, I was looking through old uh, pictures. I'll see if I can find it right now. But uh, I, uh, I was looking through uh, old memories of uh, photos that I've been tagged in on Instagram, and I showed my girl. It was like a photo where it's like it's me, or it's me, and then my dad in the background, and then it's Jimmy Lennon Jr. like congratulating me. You know, wow. so that pulled. And it's like something like that. I mean, as a kid who grew up uh, watching Julio Cesar Chavez, like it's like that 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 could be framed right there. Like you know, I grew up with my dad, you know, watching those fights, and it's like the man, you know, he accepted us like awesome. Like Jimmy Lennon Jr. has actually been a great person to me. Like every time I fight, he gives me such a beautiful like intro. You know, he's like uh, really needing no introduction and the always uh, the all action hero or the you know like. He adds stuff that it's like, yo, man, like you feel like, like <laughs> it's awesome, you know. It's like it's somebody I grew up watching, and to hear him, you know, like talk about me like that, and even afterwards, you know, he's all smiles and he talks to me like a normal, like, how we doing, Adrian? You know, you doing well, champ? Okay, and like, all right, and tell your family 
Yeah, I said hi like that. So it's it's awesome, man. And um, they really like me. You know, uh, I think they like about me because it's a family affair. Like you know, when I'm there, like it's my mom, it's my dad, it's George, it's my brothers, my cousins. Like it's the same people. Like and we come in and it's 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 you know it's like we're we're chopping it up right now. It's a it's a shit show. You know, we like talking yeah. stuff. We, we you know we're we're bad mouthing all over. We're cracking jokes. I'm smiles, you know, like a lot of fighters, they're usually very serious and very like, no, you know, I'm here. Like me, I'm like, no, you know, I'm ready to go. I mean, we had a great camp. Uh, you know, th this happened, you know, we like, we just, we, like I said, we just shoot the shit and have a good time. No, oh, that's dope, man. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a very unique down to earthness about you too. Cause I remember, you know, being around a lot of it. And it was always really cool to watch you just to, you never went anything past being just Adrian. <laughs> you know, yeah, you I appreciate just, that. It was just all the way through. It's like you, what you saw is what you got, and it was always really cool because the spotlight got big at some point. You know what I mean? Oh spotlight yeah. Really, it was refreshing and cool to see you just be the same. I'm like, man, that's really dope. Hasn't changed them. Never did. No, no, never, never. That's dope, man. So that's that was gonna lead me into my next question. So that's how how you got into boxing. Is that you know kind of like a family thing? You know, you you grew up watching it with your your, your folks and yeah. stuff. Yeah, most definitely, man. It's funny. I always tell people like, uh, everybody's got a Rocky movie. They got you know, like something that that like they just remember from their childhood. For me, it's actually the fight with uh, Julio Cesar Chavez and uh, Meldrick Taylor. Yo, uh, that, yeah, <laughs> that's that's, it. bro, bro. That's that's literally that's like that. Yep. One, I I can memorize the commentating. I can do you know like uh, all the impersonations of Larry Merchant. Uh, Jim Lampley, you know, they, they uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, you know, they're, they're the way that's going about that fight. And um, yeah, man, it's just, uh, like I said, it, that's what I was raised on. And so I, I remember I used to have the band, the red band, like Chavez. And I mean, my dad, you know, he'd be down in a couple beers. He'd have buddies over to watch fights. And me, yeah, I didn't be in the back corner, you know, shadow boxing, imitating <laughs> everything for Chavez. And man, I, I, um, I always wanted to be a boxer. I knew it was bound to happen. But I grew up uh, having a great childhood. You know, I, I definitely uh, give it uh, all respect to my mom and dad. Um, you know, uh, things have ha happened where, you know, my mom had to carry it away. You know, that, uh, dad had to get away for a little bit. Like, you know, I, I've got my story just like everybody. And uh, so I, but I was lucky enough where even when we struggled, you know, they, they let me get into baseball. I got into basketball. I played football. I played soccer. I played everything. And um, so... I surprised my other, my, my immediate family, like cousins and aunts and uncles when I started boxing because I was a huge baseball uh, player. Like I played baseball for 10 years. Um, I was on varsity like by freshman year. I was, you know, pitcher, catcher, shortstop. I played all the diamond. And uh, basketball, that was my, that was actually my love. I went to uh, St. Joseph High School where Isaiah Thomas uh, graduated from. Yeah. And also we have uh, Evan Turner who plays for the, you know, in the NBA. Um, always, uh, you know, I just always wanted to be a ball player. And so I was on the team and I was doing my thing. And then I met, the story is, I met a Christian brother, uh, Brother Peter, you know, a man of God, you know, white collar and everything. And uh, literally, I just met him and they're like, hey, yeah, you should uh, hook up with Brother Peter. You like boxing, right? And at this time, I was getting into fights at high school because, I, was, you know, it was a mixed school, blacks, yeah. whites. And I was, it was just a handful of Mexicans and I was kind of by myself. I started getting into some fights. And then, you know, I started winning these fights, you know, and they were like, yo, man, you should hook up with Brother Peter. He teaches boxing, he's black boxing, right? I'm like, yeah, for sure. And I'm like, well, basketball's coming up. Hey, man, I'll get into good shape, you know, even better shape. So I ended up uh, hooking up with Brother Peter. I'm like, hey, yeah, I want to learn boxing. 
I want to, you know, learn the basics, you know, getting a better. And he's like, oh, yeah, we can work out, you know, and good, awesome man, you know, one of the coolest guys you ever meet. When it came down to the fighting, it was not, it was nothing like a Christian brother. Like, he would swear at me, call me all type of racial slurs and stuff like that. But I mean, it was, you know, it was awesome. He got me into great shape. Uh, after only a month of training, that's when he sent me over uh, to Rico Gonzalez and uh, Armando knows Rico. And Rico, you know, he yeah. hooked up some sparring for me and the guy didn't show up. So Rico actually had to get in the ring with me. Rico was the first person I sparred with. And uh, Rico was a professional uh, fighter himself from El Salvador. Yeah, so so yeah, we sparred. And after one sparring session, he tells me, man, you're ready to go. And I'm like, what? And uh, yeah, so that weekend we ended up uh, going out to a state tournament, a Silver Gloves tournament for uh, amateurs. And I got into the novice division and I freaking, I won the state tournament in my first tournament. And wow. that, that was it. I, I should have been 15 years now. <laughs> Damn, man. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. That's yeah, what I, was, I was I was telling Mondo like, cause Mondo the other day was asking me like, you know, did you ever think about like getting into boxing yourself? And I was like, I don't know, bro, cause like, at that age where I probably should have gotten or should have gotten into boxing, I was into basketball because of the Bulls. You know, the Bulls were winning. Oh, of course, yeah, 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 of course. So, like, just to hear you say kind of some of those same things because you grew up in the area. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, of course, of course. I mean, it's true. I always tell people, I'm like, if you're from Chicago. Even the nerds know how to ball, man. Like, everybody knows how to ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, that's awesome, though, bro. That um, When you said that fight with uh, Chavez, like, that's probably one of the first fights I remember watching as a kid was Chavez against uh, Meldrick Taylor. And that yeah. Chavez, uh, the, and my, the 12th round. Yeah, my dad, he was actually there live. He was there. Wow. For real? Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm telling you. Like, that, that was my movie. Like, literally, he explained it all to me. He told me, like, you know, I'm a little kid, you know, loving watching this fight all the time. And literally, he's like, no, mijo, you know, I was right here. And I'm like, I, he's like, I remember when I see Taylor's foot go up when, you know, when he got knocked down. Like, he, I, like the whole crowd go crazy. And it's crazy because, you know, that fight, like, the way it's commentated, they got Taylor winning the whole fight. Yeah, yeah. He winning, you know, and he probably was the way you watch it. But my dad's, like, when you're there, it's different. And I remember this because actually uh, I was in attendance for the – Kovalev Ward fight, the first one. Oh, for real? Yeah, that's Damn. actually when I actually got uh, announced for my fight with Adrian Broner. So like, I came suited up, and it was it was yeah. awesome. Like, that was one of my first experiences like that, taking pictures with celebrities, and I was ringside. It was awesome. But in that fight, like, I'm one of the few that felt Ward won because I was like, it's different when you're there. And my mm -hmm. dad, that's what he was telling me about that Chavez fight. He's like, yeah, no, like everyone on the TV was saying that, but when you were there. He's like, it was like, yeah, Taylor was doing all this flashy stuff, but you can hear when Chavez would crack, like everybody was just like, man, he's he bringing them down, man, he's getting them. And then sure enough, at the end, he said it was like a crescendo that it was just building up, oh, 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 because you could just tell he was breaking them down. And then when he fell, he's like, the place exploded because they knew it was happening. And then it happened and they stopped it. And I'm like, man, that must have been so dope to be there, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. I, I was going to ask you, like, so... I've never been like to a boxing event like that where you're uh, that close to the ring. And, yeah. Um, so that's you. You can hear that or feel that when someone's popping someone. Then right, like you can feel the the power probably. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and that's why. Um, what's it called? I uh, like I was saying with that Andre Ward fight when I was there live, 
like I watched the fight and I was even it's funny too because I mean being a fighter or being somebody who's really into boxing I always get through with the people around me and they I had we had this little crowd that I'm like I was shutting up the Kovalev guys I'm like no nah, bro words are watching dude and then sure what happened and I told you sit down sit down like you don't know nothing <laughs> but but it's like it happened man it was it was like I, I i watched every fight you know and i'm really into it and it's funny too i remember armando was actually giving me a tough time because everyone kept seeing the time they see me i was looking down at my phone thinking they're not that i'm not watching the fight but it's like i'm so into the fight that i'm watching the fight and i'm talking to my people like yo man what's going on what's this and i'm like no man this this and that and like i remember one of my good buddies uh nate he was like man you know kovalev got him i'm like no bro you wrong i'm like Ward's gonna win, you know, and sure enough, he did it. And after that fight, he's like, Bro, I gotta dissect your brain. I'm like, Yeah, man, it's just, it's different. You know, when mm -hmm. you're there, you see different things. You can hear the cracks. You can, you know, you can tell that, like, Ward, even though he was in trouble and he got dropped and stuff, he was controlling the fight. And it's like Kovalev kept trying to get him. Meanwhile, he's like laying traps and doing this. Yeah, he got caught them times, but he would come back in those same rounds. And it was just, uh, it, that's why, like, I always tell people when it comes to being a fighter, I'm a fan before a fighter, like because I was always a fan since before I was a fighter. Yeah, that's dope. I, yeah. I was, I think Ward to me has like probably one of the top three jabs of all time. That I, since I've been watching boxing, dude, like yeah, that dude's jab is just sick. Yeah, it's a power jab too. It's like a power check jab. Like it controls you, it pops you, but at the same time he'll like warn you, like like yo, like don't come in because I got yeah, something. Man. Yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome, man. Yeah, Mondo, you dropped that. Yeah. My yeah. phone over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. No, you good. You good. He had to put aluminum yeah. foil on it so he could get a better signal. Yeah, right. I got you. <laughs> He's got a fork on things. <laughs> got a fork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but no, yeah. That well, that I mean, I guess going back to that experience was dope, man. I remember, like I said, that was the first time I I like I had just we had just gotten announced. Of being, it was like a string of a huge fights, you know. It was uh, that Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman, yeah. Jamel Charlo versus the Harrison, like Abner Myers, Santa Cruz was on there. But I see myself, me and Adrian Broner, you know. And it was like, I that's when I got finally introduced to the boxing world after my big upset win with Amir Mom. So I came mm -hmm. to Vegas, and you know, my my, my oh. manager flew me out. And he's like, yo, come correct. And I'm like, all right. And I got hooked up with a suit company, you know, that are actually good friends of mine, the Dapper Club there in Chicago. And uh, yeah, man, they gave me my first, you know, tailored suit. I'm freaking, I'm taking pictures with ring card girls. I met, you know, <laughs> I met Wiki Wright. I met Triple G. I, I spent like maybe an hour and a half in the in the Don Julio lounge with Charles Barkley. And like, man, wow. and it was, it was a dope. Oh, hell that's, yeah. Yeah, that's another experience. I didn't know about the Charles Barkley one. That's cool. Yeah, no, bro. So, yeah, I'm like, it was like the lead-up fights. So, I was watching, you know, Maurice Hooker versus uh, Argentina. This was a fight that I could have fought. So, I was like, man, you know, I was in it. And after that, I left. And there was a couple more fights. So, I went back to just, you know, feel the vibe. It was T-Mobile Arena. So, it was brand new. And yeah. it's awesome the way they set it up there, like, as far as the ringside goes. So, you can, like, walk around the back. And they have, like, lounges just chill. And so, yeah, I'm walking in, I'm like, oh shit, that's Charles Barkley. I'm like, damn, I gotta get in here. So I got in there just to, you know, be around. And I like, I grab, you know, some ginger ale, you know, I'm just sipping and he's drinking some whiskey and he's messed up, man. You can tell he's, he's drunk. He's there with some girls. <laughs> yeah, he's just being Chuck, you know, he's being Chuck. So he's having a good time. And all of a sudden he comes back and he's like, hey, you know, I'm gonna need, I'm 
know what they got me drinking. And after that, that's when I like, put, I like, yo, Chuck, I'm like, what you doing with whiskey in the Don Julio Lounge, man? And he's like, oh, I'm not so sure, young fellow, you know, whatever. And I'm like, and, and of course, you know, the fights that came out, I'm like, oh, let me win now. Si le das un reposado bien buena, bien helada. You know, like, I hooked him up. And he's like, no. and so yeah, bro, I, I had it, you know, Don Juan it. So I come in, you know, I chill with him. I actually take a shot with him, you know, and I, I just had a shot and then I was drinking water and he's like, oh, he's like, you're a fighter, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm actually, I'm fighting Adrian Broner. And no, bro, I ended up, like I said, I was chopping it up with him for like an hour there. Where was it at? That was at the Ward uh, Kovalev fight. Gotcha. That was it. Like, so yeah, so like I said, I, I, I took, this was before the main event. And uh, yeah, man, I'm ch chilling with him, chopping it up, and we're just having a good time. I was talking to him about Evan Turner, you know, and uh, that's my boy. And he's like, "Oh, that's a great guy, you know. He's a good, he's good for the sport, you know. He needs more respect." And uh, he talked about, you know, our basketball program because we're we're really known in the basketball world. And um, yeah, no, we're just talking, you know, like normal. It, it was awesome just being able to hang out with Charles Barkley, and then uh, what was it? Then Abel Sanchez came in and. Triple G comes in, and then, like, I'm just meeting all these big people, and I'm like, dang, like, I, I was just like a kid in a candy store. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, they end up they end up leaving, and then Chuck, like, even Charles Barkley had told me, you know, he's like, one thing, he's like, I like you a lot, kid. He's like, one thing I'm going to tell you, he's like, don't change the way you are. He's like, because that's going to take you farther than this boxing game is going to do. He's like, I, you know, same thing with me, you know, like, yeah, I never won the title, whatever, but you see me now, I'm in TNT, I'm this, I'm that, you know, like, he's like, yeah. you, he's like, I could tell he's like you're well schooled. You can speak right, and I mean, this is something people has always told me. Like I should be a commentator. I should do something, you know, in the in the boxing game. So I mean, like just hearing that from a great like that, like telling me not to change, not you know, just be a hundred. He's like the way you are. He's like the the young man that I've met this tonight. He's like don't change that. He's like because that's gonna take you farther than this boxing game. And that's like mm. that's something that I still live by, you know. Yeah, that's dope, man. That's the truth. Yeah, man. You got that. You got that humility. You keep that with you, no matter how far you go. That's that's always going to take you bigger and better places. You know. Yeah, um, definitely. So, what about? Um, is there any any up and coming boxers that you, since you're a fan of the sport too, that you think are going to make any noise soon once everything gets rolling? That's crazy that you say that. I uh, I I'm a fan of a lot of the guys. You know, obviously, you know, um, the big, you know, the the what they call the inner inner hype kid, uh, Ryan Garcia. I don't wish nothing against him. I, I, I wish him the best. Uh, maybe, yeah, uh, sometimes I think maybe he gets a little too full of himself, but that's any fighter. You're supposed to think that way. Mm -hmm. um, Devin Haney's a great fighter. Um, my actual personal new favorite is uh, is Teofimo Lopez, man. That guy's a beast. That guy's Dude, a beast. Yeah. He's nice. Uh, another, another beast is uh, Virgil Ortiz. Virgil Ortiz is another. Yep. Uh, I would say those two are probably my two favorites. Um, you know, obviously... Um, was that uh, Jaron Ennis? I think they got in well to it. It's another good product coming out. Especially me too, being more the OG and and like I said, I've been the PBC punching bag. Um, yeah. I won't be I, I won't be surprised if they send one of those guys at me, you know, soon. So I mean, that's why I I, I watch them. I'm studying, checking out. Um, you know, I, I I'm making some changes in my camp as well. You know, obviously I've been on the shorter end of a lot of bad decisions. Big time, man. Yeah. So now, like, yeah, I'm doing, like, I'm, I'm talking with Armando, you know, I, I'm, I'm making a shift, you know, in myself. Um, I always, since I made the upset with Amir and Mom at 140, I was supposed to be in line to get a title at 140, and, like, it just never happened. I mean, that fight's already five years ago, and I've always still tried to hung on to 140. We're going to see where my body naturally falls into, 
But I mean, now I'm just like, man, I, I've been making 140 since I was 15 years old. I think it's time to say goodbye to that weight class. Yeah, man. <laughs> that, I was, I was um, talking to my wife and she's like, yo, that's cool. You guys are going to talk to, you know, um, Adrian. And um, I was like, I'm going to ask him, yo, what's the, what's the toughest food for you to give up, bro, when you're trying to make weight? Uh, it, it was always ice cream. Ice cream. No word. <laughs> but uh, no, man, as, as you get older, now it's just everything, bro. Now it just be like, man, dude, I want a taco, I want pizza, I want, you know, anything. But, I mean, as you get older, too, you start realizing, because even now I'm at a point where now I'm like, I don't even want that stuff. Like, I'm I'm turning more into to my dad. Like, my dad's old school Mexican, you know, raised on a rancho. No like, he things, never bro. had <laughs> Yeah, exactly, bro. He's all about that. It's yep. all about that, and that's the way he still is. Like, you never really catch him grabbing any chips, any mangoñadas, any any dulces. Like, he's literally, oh no, give me a steak, you know, give me a steak, give me, give me, you know, I want verdura, you know. He wants to eat good, like he wants to eat good, and I respect that. And that's why, to this day, I think that's the strongest man I've ever seen. You know, um, everybody, you know, that's the, the, you know, the best. So to me, like, I, I've never seen the. Like my guy, my dad's you know like five six, five seven, short Mexican, but literally a beast. And I've seen him, you know, even as an old man, get into fights and stuff and kick people's asses and stuff. Like, bien huevudo, bien huevudo, bien So yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it's funny. One of the jokes with us is uh, with the team is he's always like, everyone always says, or my dad's like, no, me, let's get it, bien huevudo. You know, debes de pelear más inteligentemente. And I'm like, no, pues, I'm like, you, you made my balls this big, you know, it's your fault. <laughs> Damn. How did you guys meet, man? You and Mondo. Um, yeah, go ahead, Mondo. Shoot. Let's get in. That's a great story. Um, One of the guys, one of the stablemates from Garfield, Anthony Harris, we worked together at our gym, and we ended up finding out that we both love boxing, and then I found out, like, his his thing in the world at that point in time so i went in you know sparring and all that stuff and um you know like i had an idea of who people were but the way we actually met was one day i remember um george hernandez he was our he was you know the head coach everybody there he pulls me aside and he says hey man you know i'm paraphrasing i don't remember exactly but he says i seen what you did with anthony and it's like yo that's that's pretty cool like uh, come meet adrian and um he says we he says we're going to be headlining ESPN against Mark Saucer. It was going to be that that fight outdoors yeah. in Chicago since like '55, when I believe Ali was the one who did it in Chicago. Um, wow! So he says we, you know, he tried this one CrossFit trainer and it just didn't work. And you know, he's a he's 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 a hot uh, prospect and blah 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 blah. And he says to me <sighs> as he's introducing me, I remember we was in the back room where the really big heavy bag is, Adrian. And yeah. And I remember as he's, he's saying it, and George is fucking loud, so Adrian's listening to it. And as he starts to say it, I remember clearly Adrian started hitting the bag harder. And I turned to George and I said, look, I'm down, but like you're not going to make me spar with him, are you? Because fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like, no, 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 no. I was like, all right, cool. I'm in. You know? And then he says, all right, you got 20 minutes. Let's take you to remember the, you know, the little weight room in the, in the, the side? He says, yeah, you got 20 yeah. minutes. And I was like, oh shit, 20 minutes? Like, okay, let me, you know, I, I did whatever I did. And I remember if it wasn't the next day, it was the day after, um, like you were pretty sore. And yeah, right from the get-go, we just meshed. We just- It was super natural. Yeah, we just blended in. And then we ended up um, training for that first fight. And, and then it was such a, 
uh, such a dramatic fight and, and you know, put a lot of eyes on him. And then, man, it just kind of from there it just took. It, it was after that fight, then, right when uh, Broner sought you out to help. You helped. Um, that's when you helped Broner get ready for Maidana. Yep, that's exactly funny, what happened. Funny little thing I remember. That I'm, I remember when the fight was coming up. You had told me. You said, "Man, uh, I was telling you who you got," and you said. I'm paraphrasing, but something along the lines of like, if Broner does what I told him to do, he'll win. If not, Maidana's got him. And then I remember the fight was going on and you remember how everyone was like, what the fuck? And yep. I remember, I don't know if we texted or if we had, if I had called you, but I was like, yo, and you were like, I told you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all that I, I had, uh, I had actually watched that fight with, um, with Anthony. I, I watched it with him and, uh, and yeah, man, I was telling everybody. I told everybody, and I mean, it was a, uh, it was a, it was one of the greatest experiences as far as a camp, like, cause that was my first time ever going to a camp that was like balled out. Like, it was like I was getting paid over a stack a week, you know, plus my meal money. Like, you know, this is coming from somebody who, at the time, I'm still an up and coming fighter. So I had a, I had, I was a busboy at Connie's Pizza. You know, I was, you know, I, I, I was grinding, you know, yeah, so I was sure. making good money, eating good. I spent, well, it was an eight-week camp when I came in. He was already in camp. Uh, so we did four weeks in Cincinnati. I was at a hotel. I was able to bring my dog. You know, I bought my car. And uh, then actually, I, I came back home, you know, dropped off my car, and they flew me out from Chicago to uh, Denver. And that's when we finished the camp at the Olympic uh, camp. And it was, um, yeah, man, it was just like, it was a day in and day out. That's real cool. That's why we're like, we're boys now. Um, but, but yeah, like we were going at it. And I, I was like, you know, like I said, while we were talking, you know, it's, uh, you know, you really keep it, you know, to yourselves about the sparring. But of course, yeah, with my family and everybody and, you know, like Armando, I was like, yo, man, like, I'm giving them the work. You know, I'm like, man, <laughs> if it, you know, there's days, you know, I'm like, there's days where, you know, it's like, I, I don't know, man. I think if, you know, because I know my diamond hits harder than me. I'm like, you know, so if he's getting cracked the way I crack him, it's gonna, it's gonna be, you know, it's not gonna go well for him. I'm like, but if he boxes and he's on, on his game, like, you know, he, he can do it. But I mean, you know, obviously that was a legendary night of boxing, and um, you know what happened happened. Um, I mean, I remember I got hit by everybody. They're like, yo, man. They're like, man, maybe you took it out of him, you know, or whatever. I'm like, hey, man, I got him ready. I'm like, I got him ready, you know, like he was ready because he was, and even him, like, like I said, we got cool because he tried to break me, you know, he's a very, he was, he was obviously the other, but worse. So, I mean, he was bashing our, our, our sparrings like crazy, like me included. He, he was talking crap about everybody, you know, like he was in there like saying, you know, oh, you a bum, you know, you know, you, there's levels to this. And like, it got to a point where he realized I was the only one who didn't crack, you know, and he literally was like, he, I remember he was talking to me while he was sparring the other sparring partners. He's like, what up, AG? He's like, what you want later? I'm like, uh, I don't know, I'm at the hotel. And he's like, all right, cool, cool. He's like, you good, you can stay. He said, but this bum ass, we send him home today. And he's like, piecing dude up. He's like, yeah, you get your check, bum. You know, you ain't shit. Wow. And literally, yeah, it got to that point. And then, uh, like I said, he couldn't talk about me too all, you know, sorry, little Mexico or sorry, whatever. And it got like that and it, it turned to a, a, <laughs> to a racial thing. Yeah, he's trying to break you. So like, yeah. I got to a point where I couldn't take it no more. So I, 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 you know, I'm from the hood too. So I'm like, man, I'm like, you know, fuck you, bro. You ain't shit. I'm like, you know, I, you know, I train on the west side of Chicago. You ain't nothing, you know. And uh, but I mean, I was, you know, I would, I would pick and choose my battles. You know, there'd be days where I just be quiet, let them talk. And then one day there was a day where, yeah, we almost got into a fight. 
But then afterwards, he's like, I almost got you, right? I'm like, oh, like, you know, like, that's where, that was that mental game where he literally, he was just toying with me where, like, he was trying to get me to fight, you know, to break. And, and he got me that, you know, and uh, after that, we were cool. Like, I remember when I was uh, he took us all out to eat sometimes. So he's a real cool guy. And like, like I said, I got to know the real Adrian Brown, you know, like, I... I know he's got the national AB about billions, all that. But I mean, nah, man. I see him. He, I, I met all his kids. You know, I met his uh, baby mama. You know, I met I met his family. I met his cousin. I met his brother. His brother was like a little gangbanger, and he like, you know, afterwards he tried to check me, like, you know, what's up? And I'm like, oh shit, I'm from Chicago, man. He's like, oh, I know the foes. You know, I know that. I'm like, oh man, I know all them dudes, GDs, BDs, whatever. I'm like, nah, bro. I'm like, that's why we, there was no trash talk in between us. We went out there, you know, it was like, I seen his cut, man, I seen his coach, and it was like all hugs, and hey, what's up, Adrian? Hey, man, you know, hey, man, the best man win, you know, I'm like, hey, man, it's business, let's get it, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, and then, yeah, that's when Armando was already on, so, you know, Armando got to see it all, and, uh, yeah, going back to, you know, how we met, Armando, you know, like, he was perfect uh, mesh for us, and uh, with that fight, with that ESPN fight that he's uh, mentioning about, man, that was... Uh, one of the craziest wars I ever had. I was dropped twice in that fight and ended up coming back to win by knockout. So it was, uh, that was, yeah, that was a crazy fight. Oh. I think, yeah, that, I I, uh, I gave, yeah, I gave this man a heart attack in that fight. Oh. <laughs> I remember that shit. That shit, you had gone down. I remember, uh -oh. I guess that you go, uh. like, shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, and that thing, where I was like, yo, like, you could have some balls, you know what I'm saying, to 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 continue to fight the way after something like that happens. You know what I'm saying? Like it takes something inside of you. You gotta you gotta really believe in yourself. And as the white the the, the, the fight progressed, I remember I was like, I didn't do the highlight video. You can see at the end of the fight after Rico. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I started the uh, uh, I started to hop some rails and I hopped in the ring and I just gave him a big old hug and I was like, oh my god, like I had a heart attack. It was cool. Then, yeah, then yeah. It just from there. That's got to be something um, definitely difficult, dude. Like you always hear about how a boxer reacts after getting knocked down, right? So is that yeah. that shows you the real fighter comes out or if they? Yeah, you know, well, go that back, was a. Right? Uh, yeah, I think that was like the second time I had been dropped in my career. The first one, it was like I struggled to recover from it. Not, I wasn't hurt. It was just mentally like I was stuck for like two rounds. But this fight, I was hurt. That that knockdown that Amon was talking about, everybody had a heart attack. Myself, that was the that was the only knockout. Not because I've been knocked down plenty of times. I think like six, seven times. Um, that is the only knockdown where I was really hurt. Like I was down and on the floor, like the floor, the, the whole world was like this, like oh, this. And I'm like, I, yeah, I had to take a knee. And then I'm like, okay, okay, we're good. And I get up and I'm like, all right, I'm good, I'm good. And I'm like, oh no. And I almost fell again. <laughs> I, I crashed into the corner and I like turned around. I remember that part. Yeah, I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. But I wasn't fine, I was, I was not fine. Um, what it was is I remember the referee told me, he's like, I seen your eyes and your eyes, you were still there, you know, you're still there. And that's what it was. I was focused because I was so, I was so dominant in that fight to that point. I didn't want to be embarrassed, you know, and stop. So I'm like, um, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And yeah, I just had a struggle, you know, survive that round. But no, yeah, that was, like I said, to this day, that's the worst that I was ever hurt in a fight. And um, I can't believe I got out of that. Yeah, like, I just turned a switch. Like, I, um, you know, I, I continued. I got back into the game. And he caught me with some bigger shots again. But this time, you know, I was all, let's go, you know. And I it turned me up. Like, it, it definitely, 
like like you guys say, it, it showed the heart that I had. Like it showed me myself that I, I got another knot that, that when I need it, I can kick it in. That's dope. Yeah. Like, okay, do you, did you see the Margarito Cotto fight, the first fight? Yes, I did. So is that something you think as a fighter, like, you know, everything, the allegations or whatever, you know, he was cheating and in the rematch, Cotto, you know, beat him, obviously. Do you think that was, like you said, the heart of a fighter that he knew that he could do better or he didn't have that still stuck in his head? I think Cotto, you know, definitely one of the greatest of all time. Uh, you know, he, I mean, a warrior, you know, he's, uh, you know, he, he just, he's a legend in the game. I think he always had that. He always had that. And I think even in that fight, like he was, he was trying to still make it happen. But obviously, yeah, what happened, I do believe that that happened. I mean, you never, I've never seen anybody swell up the way Cotto did. You know, it's like his whole face got, you know, swollen. Um, poor guy. I feel really bad that that happened. You know, that was terrible. Um, obviously, Margarito got his eventually with uh, the Shane Mosley loss. But um, yeah, no, I was just, you know, I was happy for him that he got the win in the rematch. And I know with him, he was probably like, he had it in his heart and in his mind, like, I I'm going to win this fight because, you know, he had to, he had to, you know, and um, good for him. And that was, that was a good, you know, karma on, uh, for boxing because, yeah, that's, uh, that was very unfortunate. I lost a lot of respect for Margarito. I was a, I was a fan of him until obviously all that stuff happened. Yeah, no, that's, that's crazy, man. So what do you what do you think your plans are beyond this, man? Like, you're definitely are well spoken. You explain, you know, everything you're talking about really well. Everything, not just boxing, but um, what are your plans like coming up in boxing, and what about beyond boxing? Uh, yeah, no, well now you know I'm I'm 30 years old now. I'll be 31 in August this this year. Um, so I mean I'm I'm in the latter stage of my career. I've, I've obviously I'm known. I'm well respected. Been in some. Obviously I've uh, been the short end of the stick, and not only that, as far as managing goes, they've um, gotten me to great opportunities. But now that I'm older, I'm a little wiser. I realize that there's probably some choices that I should have stuck, in, like gotten in and said no. You know, put my foot down. My thing was is I want to bring back boxing to the old school way, not the way it is now, where it's pick and choose and you know this. I wanted to be old school glory days, the best fight, the best. Give me everybody. You know, I ain't backing down for nobody. And I mean, yeah, it cost me. It cost me. Uh, it cost me not not because I wasn't able to beat any of those guys, but it cost me because you know, obviously they took it like, oh, this guy will fight anybody. Cool, let's throw him in there with this guy. It's close. Like, we'll just give him another L, you know, because I never had the perfect record. Um, I had to grind my way up. Yeah. Um, I think moving forward now, like I said, I'm gonna be a lot wiser with my choices. And uh, yeah, it's like I said, this is my last hurrah. I always said when I got into this, I didn't want to really go much past uh, 35. I mean, I graduated with honors in high school. You know, I, I've always been a good student. And like I said, I, I know that I'm well-spoken and I know how to express myself well. So I know I'm in a dangerous sport and I'm not trying to stay in it that long. So now, yeah, I've done, a, you know, now I'm in, you know, stock and bonds in, in my investments. I got my own portfolio. Now I'm trying to get into the real estate game. Obviously, I'm going to wait until this all, all this COVID <laughs> stuff and everything. Yeah. Wait, wait for the market to go back down. Yeah, that, uh, that's obviously changed my plans with that. <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, I mean, boxing's always going to be there for me. Um, I'll probably, you know, maybe I'll open up a gym one day. Maybe I'll become a trainer. Maybe uh, even, uh, shoot, I've actually had a, a close friends of mine who are fighters that have actually already reached out to me to be their manager. So it's like, that was impressive. Um, I, I, got, I actually had a peer, you know, of mine from the ring that asked me, hey man, would you have, you know, you consider being my manager? I'm like, damn, I'm like, it literally, when he offered that, I'm like, wow, you know, that's, I was flattered, you know, but I mean, yeah, yeah no, I, I've been in the game long enough where, I mean, I'll, I'll rep him, you know, I told him, I'm like, 
let's say I'll be your manager, but we're boys. So I'm like, you know, I know the game and I know what I had to do as far as percentages go and you know, who you have to pay and stuff. I'm like, bro, we're boys. We'll figure something out. We don't need no contract. I can do a handshake with you. You know, I'm like, let's go old school. Freshly, I'm a free agent, I guess you want to say. I have one more fight with PBC. And even at that, like, I might even get down with my lawyer to make that my last one. So it's like, I, I could be open completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, moving forward, like I said, I just want to be smarter. And uh, I just got to I just gotta get wins now. You know, like I said, I've put on exciting fights. I've been on the short of it. You know, it's like a typical thing with Adrian Granados where it's like, oh, yeah, it was a great fight. You won, but they gave, you know, you got robbed. You got robbed. I'm like, I'm so tired of that. I'm like, yeah, bro. you know, I got to win. Um, like I said, I'm talking with Armando. I'm making changes where I'm, I'm going to focus on, you know, power. I'm going to focus more on boxing, too. Well, mate, what got me here? You know, I, I yeah, I'm a warrior and I'll put on a, a show or whatever. I can box, too. You know, I'm going to show my skills again. And uh, I, I'm excited to, to get back into boxing because, like I said, I, I you know, there's still a lot of life left in El Tigre. And uh, that's what I, I look forward to showing. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Mondo? What's your future plans, man? You know what? Um, that, that, that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for thinking, waiting for, you know, everyone's, everyone's struggling financially in some way or another from everything that's happened, uh, myself included. So, you know, I'm letting the smog clear and it'll be something around continuing to train and, and my massage therapy and, and just, you know, the world of health and fitness, health and wellness, you know. Never mind fitness, wellness, and you know I love um, I love boxing. I'm still, you know, like I've been really lucky, really lucky to experience everything that I, that I, that I've gotten to experience as a trainer. You know what I'm saying? So it's super cool. Um, I'm working with um, an amateur, uh, Evan. Probably uh, you know I'm Adrian, right? Um, yeah. He's a really okay. He's a, uh, I think he has a promising future, but it's you know it's something in and around the world of boxing in some way shape or form just because i love it and um i want to be able to give back some of the stuff that i got to learn vicariously you know through adrian and being around and being in the locker rooms and you know down the what's it called uh before you walk out you know all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. there's a lot of really cool stuff there's a lot of really cool stuff to share and um you know i'm lucky that i have that you know, as an experience, because it it, it gives me entry into a lot. You know, I, I it gives me entry into a lot. So we'll see. We'll see. Dot dot dot. What's up, man? Yeah. What about um? Because I I do you know my podcast. Obviously, I talk a lot about you know movies, TV shows, you know games and stuff, hobbies. You know, is there any of that stuff that you're into, Adrian? Yeah, most definitely, man. I'm uh, I'm low key like uh, I like I play video games, you know, myself. Uh, recently, I got into uh, what did I, I play that Shadow of the Tomb Raider. That was a great game, uh, you know, because obviously I'm an old school. You know, I shoot. I had my first, you know, PlayStation where the Tomb Raider first came out with Lara Croft and all that. So I mean, it was good to relive those memories and obviously the way games have advanced. You know, uh, it's funny, my brother, you know, he, he's the gamer, so he likes giving me shit like, oh, you know, man, you don't play no video games. <laughs> and uh, he, he, I went back home recently, mm-hmm. so he's got everything, you know, he's got Xbox One, playing PS4, uh, he's got a Nintendo Switch, he's got all this stuff. 
So I get on there and I look, I'm like, oh, snap, you got Capcom versus Marvel? I'm like, man, let me get up on that. <laughs> so I get, yeah, so I get on there and it's like a, obviously a newer version or whatever. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, he's he's doing uh, reviews because he does uh, reviews for movies, for video games, for concerts and stuff like that. So he's in the back talking up with people and he's just like low key in the back, but he's like, all of a sudden he sees like I'm getting to these levels that he never got to, and he's like, damn, like like and I ended up beating the game. Like I just <laughs> went downstairs, got in his room, and literally beat the game like in like an in like an hour, you know. And he's like, damn, bro, like I'm like, yeah, man, what, what'd you say? What'd you say? Video games? Like you forget I'm the big bro, you know? I'm like I like we step back to like on Super Nintendo days. I'm like, man, who beat you know Mario Brothers? Who be? I'm like, come on, man, don't cut, put some respect on it, like. I, so yeah, but um, but yeah, hey, yeah what's up? Pre two thousand, pre two thousand. What was your favorite sports video game? Uh, Ken Griffey. It was like a Ken Griffey baseball game. Oh, oh no, I, Ken thank you. I'm like, yeah. I know y'all know about that. I know. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm getting your guys' age group now. <laughs> <laughs> Last week with a buddy of mine, we did a movies based on video games. You know what I'm saying? So that's like kind of like where we were going yeah. with it. it. It tripped me out. There's like so many, almost 40 movies based on video games. And since we grew up kind of like in that era when gaming kind of started getting big, you know what I'm saying? Late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. You know, especially what about boxing, bro? Boxing games like, you know, Fight Night or, you know, Battle oh. of Boxing. Fight Tyson Punch. Punch. Mike Tyson Punch all day, man. <laughs> <laughs> Little Mac. Like, Little bro. Mac, that was the guy, Little Mac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. I can't believe there's like not been a new boxing game though, bro. It's been like uh, it's you know what it is is it's like yeah, license like that. It's the Civil War of boxing. So just all like the, the promotion companies. Now, I mean, yeah. So they're not gonna agree to have each other together. You know, it get like the generations. You know, where it's like like I said, you know, I'm not no superhero or nothing. When I was growing up and, and when the way I was coming up in the amateurs, I was doing a lot of stuff that wasn't being done. Like for the Olympic team, for uh, you know, here I finished fifth in the country. So that's why Mexico called me because I had dual citizenship. And I remember, like I said, I, I won a national out there and I, I made it to the final four. And out of those final four, I think I had like 40 something, 50 fights. And another guy had like 200, another guy had 300, another Jeez. guy had 100 fights. I was doing some crazy stuff that had never been done. And that's why I'm like, man, when I go pro, you know, I'm gonna fight everybody and I'm gonna be old school. I'm, like, I'm gonna bring it back to, you know, when 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 it was like De La Hoya, Ike Corte, Felix Trinidad, Fernando Vargas, yeah. like they fought each other, you know, where, where you know, Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, Roberto Duran, Marvin Hagler, you know, and, and, and uh, Tommy Hearns, they were all fighting each other. Like, I want to get back to that, you know, and uh, obviously, though, you know, it didn't work out that way. Uh, my, my, my story is a journeyman story. I mean, um, when Armando, like I said, he came in, that was after I fought Kermit Centron. At the time, I was 9-1-1, and, and after that Centron fight, it was 9-1-2. And the reason why, yeah, that happened uh, after like five or six fights, I went up against uh, Frankie Gomez and he was like 12 and 0, you know, and I lost, I got my first loss. And then I fought, next I fought freaking uh, Leonardo Tyner, who had just fought Canelo. He was 28 and 2, I think at the time. And I was fighting. So like I said, I was doing stuff that was crazy, you know, that nobody, yeah. should, nobody yeah. should be doing. But what it was is I was meant for something and I knew I had to get out of this typical like, sell tickets and just be a local fighter you know so i 
know, I took on all challenges and whenever they needed somebody, I was like, yo, I'll fight them. Cause like I said, I wanted to make something happen. And I did, I did, you know, yeah, it's a journey and story. But after those fights, then I got offered, you know, to fight Felix Diaz for, you know, a, a former gold medalist. Oh, that was yeah, that was a fight where I, I won, you know, but once again, you know, got robbed, you know, even Mike, T in that fight, Mike Tyson was his promoter at the time. Mike Tyson ended up coming to my locker room after the fight, you know, that kind of tells you how the fight should have went. So, I mean, uh, you know, that's just the way my career happened. You know, then after that, I had another fight. And then uh, I fought on the Mayweather Pacquiao undercard. I was the first fight of the night, and I fought Brad Solomon, who was 26-0. and 0, And at the time, I think I was 14-2-2. Two and two, And I put a beating on him, too. And in that fight, I lost again, and I was ready to beat I was, really, I was really about I'm sorry? Didn't that La Jolla tweet about that one? Yeah. Because you got robbed on that one. Too. Yeah, yeah. Oscar De La Jolla tweeted about it. Like, man, this is bogus. You know, they did Granado's bogus. And, and then, like, a multiple. Like, there was, it was only, like, because it was the first fight of the night. So there was only 20 people in attendance. But it's like, I put on a, I put a beating on this man, and they robbed me. And like I said, at this time, before this fight, I was actually a full-time uh, AT&T employee where I was, you know, installing, you know, internet and cable and i was i was already starting to give it up because i'm like man you know i'm just i'm not getting a break so then this fight i got off of this fight and they gave me the time to train for it they're like you know you're gonna fight on the mid with a pacquiao fight you know you gotta take it you know so i took it and like i said i got mm. robbed bad again so that i was ready to quit i was ready to quit i threw a fit you know i started breaking stuff throwing chairs and i'm like this is why you know real fighters like me quit you know i'm like you know and i'm, I'm cursing out the judges i was ready to go but then it's crazy, cause then that's actually when I met Andrew Zach with Journeyman Management and ended up signing me. And it was the first time that I actually never had to work again. And thank God it's been five or six, or shoot, seven years now since I haven't had to work, you know, and I've just been boxing. And things just went up and up from there. You know, that's when uh, I ended up getting on a five win win streak. And I fought, I beat Amir Mom, and then, you know, the Broner fight, and you know, where, where we're at today. That's a great breakdown. I was gonna tell you, this is really interesting. So with that with that Felix Diaz fight, uh, Adrian. Oh, losing you on the connection, bro. Yeah, Mondo. You're stuck like it's 1988. Okay, He's hold like, on, I'm in my You need a new satellite. <laughs> Okay, He's got, got the AOL dial-up. He's got the AOL dial-up. Ah, okay. You got that, D, that DSL, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I was going to say, that's great explanation you gave about how, like, the promotion companies kind of end up affecting everything. Well, it's I mean, yeah, that's that's actually what happened. Uh, I mean, obviously, with that fight, you know, it's a Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, and it's a top-ranked Mayweather show, and I fought a, a top-ranked fighter. He was 26-0. and 0. So, I mean, it's um, it's crazy. It's just that's the, I've always been on the B side, even even being with the promoter. I've always been the B side. So that's why, like I said, I've got to be a little smarter with my choices so it changes where I'm the A side. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Mondo, you back? Yeah, yeah. What I was going to mention was um, the, for, the, for the Felix Diaz fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think I know where you're getting at. You're talking about all the weight I had to lose for that fight, right? That, what I was going to say is that it's, um, yeah. so Olivia's from Waukegan, where me and Caesar are from, and Olivia actually knows Caesar's older brother. Uh, Caesar, for that fight, girl from Waukegan going to Rod Juice Company was the one that uh, ended up sponsoring in and helping make the way for that fight. It was pretty cool. And we ended up having like this show party out in the city. It was cool. It was good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's like I don't. I don't even think about how that's that's got to be difficult, right? Making weight. 
the day of the yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. That's always my main. I always tell everybody my main opponent is the scale. After that, I'm good to go. <laughs> what do you What do you walk around normally as, bro? When you're not When you're not training. Uh, I, I've, I'm getting older, so I get bigger now, but before it was like, uh, I used to be like 155, 160, then a little bit 165, now it's like 170, 175. So oh, yeah. word. You get older, get bigger, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, yo, man, I appreciate it, bro. Definitely, you know, you're coming on. I know you got to get training and stuff. I know you're a Bulls fan, too, so maybe sometime we could talk Bulls, bro, next time when, uh, when you got some time or something. Yeah, bro, I appreciate it. This, this is definitely a great show. I, I love it. So that was this week's episode. I got to give a gigantic size shout out to Adrian Granados. A lot of people might not know him. I'm a big time boxing fan. Taking time out from, you know, his schedule. He's in Mexico, which was awesome. You know that he, he jumped on with us. And I also got to give a shout out to my boy Mondo. Uh, this was awesome too he helped put this together so uh, you know if I can add one last note you know it couldn't be a more humble dude that I've ever met before again uh, thanks again Adrian for jumping on and thanks Mondo for putting it together check out the next one guys we got coming up soon thanks again for listening peace out